Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. City podcast, and most importantly, welcome to the 2022 NFL season. It is underway. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited! Welcome everybody to another episode of the Sac City Podcast. Episode seven is here. March 16th is the evening. I'm very excited for what has happened today, what has happened Tuesday, what has happened Monday. It's been so much fun to follow. Uh, I am joined, as always, by my best friend. In the whole entire world, the Mukesia, Aaron Mukes. That's not the right nameplate again. What am I doing? <laughs> there it is. Joined by Aaron Mukes. And below us, we have the smoothest voice in sports casting. He is Dylan Kearns. Gentlemen, how goes it? Dylan, I'll start with you. Oh, wow. Pleasant surprise. It goes well. Um, <laughs> it goes. <laughs> yeah, doing well, you know? Crazy moves. Not just in the NFL. I know that's our show now, but... Crazy moves in baseball, trades flying, uh, free agents or trade deadline in the NHL's flying. March Madness tips off tomorrow. Spring training starts tomorrow. Like, wow, what a time for sports. And the NFL has been going absolutely crazy. So uh, a lot of moves to discuss today. Yeah, it has been wild. The news has been flying. I'm just I'm very excited this year because it's it's just like everything is happening. Moves are just being trades are happening hours before the show and 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 free agents are signing a half hour before the show it's it's keeping us on our toes and it's really keeping Aaron on his toes because he has been <laughs> absolutely killing it on the social media game and keeping everything up to date on all of our docs and everything so uh Aaron how is how's your heart rate right now how's you how's everything going in terms of stress my um my heart rate's good man I, I heard today on the NFL network Ian Rappaport said he hasn't slept in in like a day and a half or something um, I'm not going to go that far. Obviously I've slept, but not very much, but it's been busy. Uh, I'm kind of tired, but it's been fun. A lot of fun doing, uh, doing the updating of the graphics and all that stuff, letting people know what's going on in the NFL world and to pe keeping people informed. You know, it's, it's fun when you get that news, but, uh, it's also fun sharing that news. So it, it, I've been having a lot of fun doing it. It has been a ride and you will be able to still follow us on all of our social media platforms to be able to get all of the latest happenings, the new signings, all of the new trades, any news that breaks, you'll be able to find it on our social media page uh, at Sac City Pod, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. We release our, our clips regarding our free agency and everything, uh, everything like that. It's there. You can check it out at Sac City Pod. And most importantly, that last little icon on the right, we are absolutely buzzing on TikTok, if you have not checked it out yet, you are missing out because there is just exclusive content after exclusive content after exclusive content on there that you can get nowhere else. That's why that's kind of what makes it exclusive. Uh, but head on over to our to our TikTok page at Sac City Pod. 
We've got a great show ahead of us. We're going to be diving into all of the signings that have occurred in the NFL so far, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday signings. We will be covering team by team, all in-depth analysis. But there is something that's that's lingering, guys. There's something that's just hanging over the NFL free agency. It's the Deshaun Watson news. And uh, let's get into Watson Watch. Aaron, tell us what's going on on the late on the Deshaun Watson front. Everyone is just out. We haven't really talked about this either on the show. So please give the fans an update on what's going on and what we should expect to see in the coming days. Well, the first thing I think you mentioned it last week was you expected something to happen fairly quickly once the, you know, month as of Monday to when he can start talking to teams. And we've seen that we've seen him go out and talk to basically every team in the NFC South, whether it's the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers or the New Orleans Saints. And then Cleveland kind of jumped in the mix there. Uh, we all know the drama that's going on with Baker Mayfield. So really kind of where we stand at this point is the fact of the matter is, is Deshaun Watson is not going to be playing for the Houston Texans next year. He met with these teams. He's kind of feeling them out. They're feeling um, him out as far as what they expect, where he's at in the legal process um, with all his civil suits. And then they're trying to come up with a package to trade um, right now. seems to be the front runner is Carolina or um, the New Orleans Saints. But we have to remember Deshaun Watson is from Atlanta, from from down there, down south. Um, he has a lot of connections there. Really, a lot of what the NFL lack of free agent signings with the quarterbacks or even with some of these receivers or even a tackle like Teron Armstead, uh, the reason they're being held up is because of Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun, that Deshaun Watson domino will have a ripple effect on Jameis Winston, what the Indianapolis Colts do, what the Cleveland Browns do, and some of these other teams that are in the Deshaun Watson mix and some that even that aren't. So um, they do expect something to happen fairly quickly. He met with the Atlanta Falcons today. All of his meetings are assumed to be over. So maybe something late tonight, maybe something tomorrow. Uh, if they go back to the, to the Houston Texans and come up with a deal, um, something can get done and we can see Deshaun Watson on a new team. Uh, funny thing about some of these questions that have been asked, Vinny, you posted a TikTok about how can the Saints afford Deshaun Watson, right? How can the Atlanta Falcons uh, afford Deshaun Watson with the cap structure the way it is? And they're so kind of hemmed up by the cap. The fact of the matter is if he's traded, they're going to turn most of that money that he's due this year, all 40 million into a signing bonus, which will allow them to only have $8 million in cap hit this year. They can get it all the way down to 8 million. And fun fact, if Deshaun Watson gets suspended, those teams will not be able to recoup that signing bonus money because you cannot actually uh, recoup signing bonus money for a suspension. So um, Deshaun Watson would benefit from that. Obviously the New Orleans saints or whatever team gets them will only have an $8 million cap hit. And then um, Houston will have him off the book. So I think it's a win-win all around, but I expect Deshaun Watson to be moved here fairly shortly. And I, I saw a report that another team, I don't know if they're getting into the mix of things, but I got a report literally five minutes before showtime saying that Deshaun Watson uh, has stated that he does want like one of his teams that he would like to go to uh, is the San Francisco 49ers. So that's that that throws just a, an absolute wrench and everything. But but like you said, I think that with what's going on right now with Watson, it's it's New Orleans, it's Carolina and now Cleveland sneaking up into into everything with with Cleveland jumping in, though. There is a quarterback by the name of Baker Mayfield that now feels left out. His feelings are hurt. 
Dylan, can you tell us about what's going on with Baker Mayfield? Yeah, Baker Mayfield put out that random thing on uh, social media today, basically saying goodbye to Cleveland, right? That was basically uh, a word that he used that sort of dodged around like, hey, I, I, I'm upset and this might be it. So um, <laughs> there, there could be a potential destination for him. But I mean, if you're the Browns, right? You get an opportunity to get Deshaun Watson in your building. You don't have to worry about Baker Mayfield anymore. Yeah. Not like he's been a bad quarterback because he's probably been one of the most successful quarterbacks they've had in a long time. Let's be honest there. But that, um, that I mean, is, it's still okay. What do you want to say? That, no, that's what that. And it's not anything that you like. You say to your opinion yet or anything on it. But like, that's one thing I'm hearing. Like certain Browns fans and fans of Baker Mayfield bring up is that Baker Mayfield has been the best quarterback the Browns have had in a while. Okay, Facts. what do you want? Okay, do you want a cookie? Your team is still not being not able to get over the hump. What do you not want a franchise want a quarterback? Game? Baker Mayfield. No, is not, no, I'm, no. Hey, stop no, right that's, there, Vinny. Yeah, no, that's, not, that's a little saying. bit of an over. That's an overreaction of of Browns fans, though, because I think they're right in the sense is I think Baker Mayfield to an extent, and I've been a big Baker Mayfield kind of hater. Um, I think he should be celebrated to an extent by Cleveland fans because he did get them somewhere that they hadn't done before right they beat pittsburgh they won a playoff game they got to a spot where they hadn't been in so long but it really comes down to the bakers or to the browns front office saying we appreciate that we appreciate what you've done for this organization but at some point we have to have you take the next step because you were a number one overall draft pick he hasn't done that yet and i think that's where us as football analysts say hey they need to move on but Always the question is, if you're going to move on from a guy, who is going to replace him? And right now, if you're not replacing Baker Mayfield with a Deshaun Watson and your next step is, well, let's just go find another guy in the draft. I don't know that that's the answer either. So um, I, I do think that Browns fans that are defending or kind of saying, hey, he's taken us farther than we've been in a while. I think that's OK. I think that's fair. He has oh, done a lot for that organization. It's a fair point to say that, but it's it to me, it's like that's not a reason why you should not take the chance to go get a Deshaun Watson. Like, I get it. Like, oh, I, like I understand. Absolutely. But, but yeah, that's, that that's, where, I, that's where I'm long. getting at. That's where I'm getting at here. It's 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 Watson. You don't pass. If you have the chance to go for him, you know that he's going to be able to come in and make your team better. By all means, sorry, Baker Mayfield, but your feelings are going to get hurt. There was a report uh, that. They, there was a report that they were trans, very transparent with him, but there was a report that there was somebody quoted in the front office that, that said the Cleveland Browns want a man. Uh, uh, I forgot what the exact term was. They wanted a man at quarterback and not a mature man or so, oh. something about like questioning Baker Mayfield's maturity and how he responds oh. to adversity and goes about his business. So um, great there, Indianapolis. Try that again. I, I hate anonymous sources. You know that I always bring it up. I hate when things come out. Nobody wants to put their name to it, but usually where there's smoke, there is some sort of fire. So um, it's interesting to hear stuff like that. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be quite the, uh, the entertaining ride. And, and I mean, what, what the reports have been too lately is that no matter what happens with this Deshaun Watson thing, there is going to be a breakup between the Cleveland Browns and the and Baker Mayfield. So we'll see what happens and we'll keep an eye out on all of the Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson news. But it is time now to get into our uh, our free agency primer, our free agency review. <laughs> it's still it's still go the thing is, is I can't say it's a review because it is still there are still plenty of big names still on the market. I mean, there are 
Tyron Matthews still out there. Teron Armstead's still out there. Allen Robinson's still out there. OBJ is still out there. There, there are tons of talent out there still available for teams to be able to, to bring onto their team. So this is nowhere near. We are nowhere finished with this, with this free agency, but we are going to dive into all of the latest happenings and the signings and the trades and all that good stuff. I want to give a special shout out to everybody in the chat before we go forward. Beth is in the chat. Welcome back, Beth. We appreciate you tuning in. Bailey, of course, is in the chat dropping his nonsense as well. And I <laughs> want to give a shout out to my boy Tom here, host of the Review and Preview podcast. I had uh, the opportunity to be on their show uh, recently. I've been on many of times, but this this time is a little bit more special. This last time has been uh, very special to me because I was able to talk one-on-one -on -one with my boy Tom about the Jags and all of their signings. Uh, you can check that out right now, though, available on YouTube uh, at Review and Preview Review and Preview uh, YouTube page. Sorry, words are very hard getting into all these good things. It's just there's a lot going on, man. I'm a little rattled. I'm a little frazzled. I'm a little rattled. Sorry. Words are hard. You got to stay composed. Night. Right now, you're looking like Baker Mayfield in the pocket. Uh, last gonna, night. Oh, wow, wow, wow. That is the most hurtful <laughs> thing you have ever said to me, and I don't appreciate that. I do not. I, I will say, wor words are hard. Last night I said, that'll be that'll, it'll be fouled for a ball, and I meant to say a, 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 a ball fouled or something. I can't remember how I wanted to say it. A ball hit foul. Baseball? There's no like baseball that. going on right now. What are you doing? calling baseball. Yeah, this is twice Dylan has mentioned baseball in episode seven and Sorry. we are in the middle of nfl free agency let's he's go just, let's go he's just trying I was, to I was like playing off of his words of saying that words are hard he's just trying to avoid uh he's just trying to avoid talking about patrick kane to uh the new york rangers which is gonna happen oh but my god let's Fuck get into our somebody want to throw a basketball reference out there too just to get no, it out of the way basketball sucks no because basketball sucks uh we're March gonna go Madness, into our free agent Ding. review here starting everything off with well there's nowhere else to to start but the afc west these are the some of the moves that happened the big name signings for these teams we talk about how it was a big arms race with this division here the raiders are the most recent team to have a big name signing they made they were very active today after i called them losers on monday's show if you missed that please check it out on all podcasting platforms i call them losers and they go out and trade yannick Ngakwe. they cut uh ryan nasib and they go out and sign one of the best pass rushers in this free agent class in Chandler Jones. I want to start right there, gentlemen. Aaron, what were your thoughts on that uh, that that signing today as it rolled through? Yeah, we talked about it uh, pre-show how the minute I was watching NFL Network and I'm watching all these guys like go into chaos, and then five minutes later we hear Chandler Jones is going to the Raiders. And this is just a huge signing for the Las Vegas Raiders after we've seen what's happened in the AFC West. Chandler Jones, we, we talked about it basically for, for two weeks. One of the best pass rushers in football. Second all-time active right now in sacks behind only Von Miller. Three-year deal with the Raiders at about $17.5 per season. Um, you put him on the other side uh, of what they already have in uh, – why can't I think of his name? Uh, like, the guy who, who did you sign – who just re-signed with them? With the Raiders? Oh, Max Crosby. Oh, Max Sorry, Crosby. Max Crosby. So many pass yeah, rushers Crosby. are going out right now. Max Crosby. Yes. You put him on the other side of Max Crosby, and now you're looking at 
another elite tandem of pass rushers in that division when you have quarterbacks like Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson now in Denver, and then Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. It's exactly what the Raiders needed to go after, especially with their weak back end right now that they still have to get um, some work done on. I think this move was, was excellent. The only thing that kind of frustrated me was right after they go and trade Yannick Ngakwe. Um, I didn't understand that. Why? I, listen, they had probably had to free up room to get Chandler they, Jones. Am I wrong? They're not not necessarily. They I think what they were thinking is they need other pieces, right? They need a secondary. But could you imagine that front with all three of those guys? Um, it, it would have just been special. But I don't think they wanted to invest that much money just with on that defensive front. When you talk about Max Crosby, who just signed a big time deal, and then obviously Chandler Jones. So they move him to the Indianapolis Colts. But uh, you got to like what the Raiders did there kind of counteracting what the rest of the teams in the AFC West have done thus far, especially at the quarterback position. Dylan, which, uh, which pass rush scares you the most in that AFC West? You obviously had the chargers bring in Khalil Mack. They have Joey Bosa as well. Now the Raiders are beefing up and they are going to have Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Uh, Denver has Bradley Chubb and who knows if they're going to end up getting, uh, anybody else on their team for that. Well, they, they're not going to bring back. They just, Von Miller they just got, they got no, Randy Gregory. Yeah, they got Randy Gregory. Gregory. That's just... it. Damn it. Damn oh, it. How do I, I knew they had someone. One? Yeah. So Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory. I mean, who, what pass rush is the, is the, the, the most, which pass rush do you fear the most in the AFC West? This is a tough question. I think I'm going to, I'm going to go with the newly acquired, Chandler Jones and the Las Vegas Raiders. I think that that pass rush is lethal. We saw Max Crosby just dominate last year. He was a ferocious end. And then you bring Chandler Jones into that mix. And I'm not saying nothing against Joey Bosa or Khalil Mack. They're both outstanding players, right? This is like deciding between 1A, 1B. Um, But, I mean, looking at that side, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack's had a couple. I mean, he revived his career a little bit this year. But before that, he had a, a down year in 20, I believe. And it took him a little bit to uh, get going on, but I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just. I'm looking at it as a whole, and I'm looking at the Raiders, and I just see a ferocious beast on the outside of Chandler Jones, who's done it so much um, in, in New England, in Arizona, brings it over to Vegas. He's going to just do a fantastic job, and I love Max Crosby. They're going to be lethal, absolutely lethal. You sound. You, you kind of sounded like John Gruden there. They're going to be absolutely lethal. Listen, um, I, I don't like the disrespect you guys are throwing on my my, my Chiefs, right? You guys know I'm the Chiefs lover. Oh, come don't on. Forget about, don't forget about Chris Jones and Frank Clark. Don't, oh. Like, let's not. Oh, them up there? I mean, there They're is four forth. elite forth. pass. That is four elite pass rushers, and I would argue they're third. I think they're above Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb say, has I failed think... to stay healthy, and Randy yeah. Gregory has not. Randy Gregory has not played a full season. He's only played the most games of 11, and his max sacks in a year has been sixth. I think he's a playmaker, but let's not. He got the bag, and I don't know that he deserved as much as he got. So I would still take Frank Clark, who's been proven, and a Chris Jones, who we've seen be a game wrecker in the playoffs over what Denver has. But the fact of the matter is, is all four of them have very, very special pass rushes. And all four of them have really, really good, great, some elite quarterback play. So um, you see what they're doing in the AFC West. That is going to be so much fun to watch. I, I, I can't wait. It is. I'm very excited. Very excited. Very excited. I, what I was going to, I want to move on to another division, but I kind of want to stay in this AFC West just because there's a lot of 
there's a lot of juice here. There's a lot of meat on the bones here. I mean, we'll take you back to the the signings. The the Chiefs, instead of paying Tyron Matthew, instead they go into a different direction and bring on Justin Reed. That that move kind of stood out to me. And and Aaron, you are the big Chiefs guy. Was it? Did they make the right decision in moving on from Tyron Matthew and bringing in Justin Reed? I think they did. I mean, you lose some leadership, obviously, with Tyron Matthew being a leader and what he brings to a defense, but he's a lot older, okay? This is a guy that you can't, you're not going to build a defense around now. You got to go in there and he's going to help you kind of groom young guys. Justin Reed is an up-and-coming safety. He is a young guy that's been very, very good in Houston, but kind of been overshadowed because, well, let's be honest, he plays in Houston. Nobody cares about Houston players. So <laughs> they're getting a really, really good safety. I think it's somebody that they can build around on the back end of that defense. They obviously are going to need some help on the outside after losing Charvarius War, who's, I think, a big loss for them. He is one of the better man-to-man cover guys in the league that people kind of talk about, but it's really hard to play man-to-man coverage in the NFL. That's what their defense is built around. I think Justin Reed brings a little bit of versatility, and I think it's okay that they let Tyron Matthew go. I don't think they need him to be successful. I think they can still do it. They were doing it before he got there. They were winning games before he got there. Um, I think they'll do it after. I think Steve Spagnuolo will get that defense right. But I think Justin Reed is actually a really good safety that's kind of going overlooked uh, because of what's going on in the AFC West, right? There's so many big names, and then you get a Justin Reed signing, and you're like, eh, it's Justin Reed. Justin Reed is a good player. Like, I watched him a lot in the AFC South. I'm not going to lie. And he's a good. he's got good coverage skills, like in the back end, being able to cover and move and – good play recognition on that side. But one thing that I don't like about him, he's it's a little bit of versatility issue or not versatility uh, durability issues with him. It seems like he doesn't go up and make that hit. He doesn't, he doesn't tackle well against like a legit go up and tackle a Derrick Henry. That guy gets trucked nine times out of 10. Now everybody would get truck tackled Derrick Henry, but the bottom line is who's tackling Derrick Henry. (laughs) The bottom line is I I see, I see that he's a little bit soft when it comes to coming up and making that hit on a, on a running back. And that's, that's the one part of his game. I don't love the chiefs are losing that when they lose the Tyron Matthew, but I do think he's a good fit and a good replacement at a younger age. And he could help help Rover around out there a little bit. Definitely. Definitely. And this is, this is like, I feel bad for being a a cornerback in this division. And now I almost start, I'm starting to feel bad being a quarterback in this division with where we're at with these defenses. But uh, let's move on here to the AFC North. We saw a lot of movement here, a lot of movement here. You're going to see a very full and packed list here. The Bengals did exactly what we said they needed to do. And they brought in offensive linemen and the Steelers. I mean, today, made a move that maybe broke some Jaguars fans hearts. I know it probably broke Dylan's heart. Uh, Miles Jack signs with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It seems like all four of these teams did exactly what they needed to do. And instead of getting just worrying about depth, they went after those positions that they really need, whether it's offensive line in Cincinnati safety help in Baltimore. This is a team. These are teams that are making moves to try and fight in this, another tight division. Uh, Dylan, what were your thoughts on any of these moves here? What's the biggest move in this division? I tell you, it starts. I, I was about to call this team a, a, a loser on Monday. It's the Baltimore Ravens. They waited a little bit. They played their little games, and they went all in today. They got a great safety of Marcus Williams. Uh, they lost that with Tony Jefferson a while ago. I'm not saying that. I'm not an idiot. But, um, I mean, Marcus Williams is a great well, safety. Let's not well, go too far. Let's not go well. too far. And, uh, Marcus Williams is good, right? And Marcus <laughs> Williams, that's a throwback. 
Um, I like Marcus <laughs> Williams. I also like uh, the other addition that they had was Darius Smith today. I thought that was great. I mean, I, I the reason I didn't call him a loser on Monday is I'm like, all right, John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta is going to get this right, right? They're not going to sit around and be patient in a division that's still winnable for them. Uh, the Bengals, who knows? They could be a flash in the pan or they could come back. Uh, the Browns have Baker Mayfield or Deshaun Watson or whatever the hell they want to do. And then you also got a Steelers team that's going through a quarterback change in Mr. Trubisky. So there's still a chance to win. You get your quarterback healthy. They made the right moves today by getting those two and not to overlook their tackle. They added as well. Big moves. Absolutely right. Baltimore, Baltimore to me, home runs every level they needed more additional help on the offensive line to give Lamar protection, to help out with that running game. That's so are already so potent. Defensive line help, getting pass rushers. You can now create pressure. They already got a lockdown corner. Um, they got Patrick Queen in the middle of that defense. Now you have a basically an elite star at every level, and then you add an elite safety. Uh, I thought Baltimore hit it out of the park. I do like what Pittsburgh's done. I think they're addressing needs as well. I like the Miles Jack signing. I told you I thought they needed some more linebacking help, even though they got a couple of guys there already. Um, obviously, they're beefing up that offensive line. So I, bought, I thought both of those teams did well. Um, Cincinnati, I think they've, they've gone after the needs, did you know, they, kind of mid-tier I, guys. I was just about to ask, but, did they, I mean, they, they've gone offensive line they're, they're with their two big signings, but they haven't really addressed anything on the defensive side of the ball. I'm worried about that. that. Gonna, I'm worried about yeah, that. That's, yeah. I'm really worried that's about the defensive side of the ball for Cincinnati. I thought yeah. they overachieved this year and with the talent that they had, and then you lose a couple of pieces, right? Um, and you don't fill those holes, I think you take a step back. And even though the offense can be potent and you can fix that offensive line, I think if the defense takes that big of a step back or doesn't succeed like they did this year, you could be looking at a, a season where, you know, kind of hits you where you didn't think it was going to happen. And next thing you know, you're third in that division um, fighting to try to get a wild card. So I would like to see them still address that defense. But th like you said, there's still a lot of people out there. There's still a lot of time. Hopefully they still have a lot of cap space. Uh, hopefully they can get something done. The Larry Joby loss was pretty big for them. I mean, he was huge for them down the stretch. They did bring back BJ Hill and Jesse Bates. So they kept some of their guys yeah. around, but I, I don't like their secondary. Eli Apple, they went Apple pick and all. I mean, everyone knows about him. And then a couple other rejuvenated corners they have. I'd like to see them get a defensive back, a lockdown corner if you could. Well, there's some breaking yep. news. I'm not sure if you saw it, but uh, the Dolphins fantasy backfield just got worse. <laughs> I, I told you they were going to go. Oh I, you mentioned it. It wasn't Rashad Penny. It was somebody else. I told you they were going to get another guy. We'll get, well, let's get, let's get right into that. We'll pull up the AFC East signings here. And, and this is, we see Chase Edmonds already here. The Miami Dolphins are, have reportedly signed Raheem Mostert, former running back from the San Francisco 49ers, uh, reunites with Mike McDaniel here. And I, the, my question on this in, in, in the doc here that I got for you gentlemen just gets even better and better now that they have now gone Raheem Mostert to add to Chase Edmonds to add to Miles Gaskin. Is, are, are they trying to do – I guess the answer is right, in the, right there, right in front of us, that they're trying to do exactly what they had in San Francisco, right, where they're doing a, a running back by committee. That is, does that work? Is this going to work? What, what is Miami committee? doing? That's what well, that first, is. well, first of all, let, let's take a step back and look at the market, right? There's not a lot of running backs out there that are going to be bell cows. So I think no matter gotcha. what, you're going running back by committee because the only ones that were out there that could have been are arguably James Conner, who re-signed, uh, Leonard Fournette, who's probably going to end up back in Tampa and, and hasn't signed. There's not many guys that are going to carry a full workload. So I think you're no. looking at running back by committee 
no matter what. Um, the thing I don't like about it is they took on guys that just year after year get injured. And I'm and not, and I know there. you, yeah. And they're no, like nobody's still to, to put it in between the tackles and really go. Right. Now, Raheem Moster is explosive, but never healthy. Chase Edmonds can be shifty and explosive, but he's had trouble staying healthy. Unless you look at your backfield and you say, Miles Gaskin, we're going to continue to use you as the guy that goes up the middle on an offensive line that really hasn't been fixed yet. Um, I just think you're looking at another backfield where, at least as a fantasy owner, you're saying, hell no, I'm not getting any part of that. <laughs> and then as a real football fan, you're looking and you're saying, nothing excites me. Like, when are you going to give two of the running game to help him run play action and get some of those weapons on the outside in the Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker, and uh, now Cedric Wilson some some space? So, um, you know, good for Miami to add some depth pieces, but they'd have just been better off just keeping Duke Johnson. Bet MGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with Bet MGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500 Hurry into Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or get up to 60% off America's top-rated brands like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99 or Sleepies at $169.99. In stock for fast delivery only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Like, he's still mean, he's still on the roster, right? He's a free agent. He no, he's a free agent. I thought he was at or our lads depth chart messed with me. Uh, was it in red? If it's in, in red, red, it's he if it's in red, he's a free agent, but he is a free agent. Dylan, you had you did have the dolphins as your as your winner on Monday. Is is that are they now becoming losers because they haven't really done much else other than what they did Monday and now they're actually getting I don't know if Raheem Mostert makes you worse. I don't want to disrespect him like that, but they're, I don't know. It just seems like they're doing the wrong things to me and they're not, they're, they wouldn't be a winner. I don't mind it. I mean, they're still doing, they're still adding it's just pieces. an extra they're being active. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, it's, he's there for when Edmonds goes down. He's there for when Gaskin goes down. I mean, wow. Or he's there. By the way, when... uh, <laughs> by the way, the, the Raiders just uh, signed Anthony Averett. Ooh, Alabama quarterback, by the way, from Baltimore. Um, they they need corner help. We talked about that a minute ago. Um, bringing him in is is going to help a little they bit. They got Yassin. and Ro- yeah, they ended up trading for Rock Yassin, who's you know whatever. He's yeah, and if we're rumored there, Stephon Gilmore has been rumored there, so they're definitely yeah. going to be looking for some. But come yeah. on, I mean, we're talking AFC East, and we talked to Dolphins before. We talked about Von Miller going to the Buffalo Bills. How big is what, that? Who is How producing big is this that show? Move? Von Biller. Hey, 
Hey, sorry, sorry, sorry about that. But yeah, no, Von Miller signs the Buffalo Bills. This is a, a huge move. We, the Buffalo Bills needed pass rush, man. That's one of the biggest things that they needed. We obviously talked about Jerry Hughes being one of their free agents. Now they bring in Von Miller. And on the surface, the contract looks bad. Aaron, tell us why Bills fans should be – enlighten the, 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 the casual viewer here that looks at that contract and says, okay – that's a lot of money. I'm not sure if Von Miller should have gotten that much money because that's what's going on a lot in today's today's world. A lot of casual fans are coming out saying, oh, these contracts are really bad and not actually looking deeper into it. Yeah, everybody sees the, the final number, right? Six years, $120 million. Like most of these contracts, they just put dummy years on the back end. They backload it. They'll never see that money. Von Miller will never see six years with Buffalo, right? Really what this deal boils down to is allows cap relief for the bills. It allows them to afford him, still pay him $17.5 million a year like Chandler Jones got for three years. He'll get 51 guaranteed. What it does, it gives them flexibility. And this goes for not only Von Miller's contract, but a lot of these, these high-priced guys that were looking at these big numbers and were saying, how are these teams affording it? It's just the way the structure of the salary cap, a lot of them are just, again, they're fake numbers. Christian Kirk. Uh, obviously Von Miller, these, this is the new norm in the NFL. It's, it's what the NFL front office gurus have learned how to do to manipulate the salary cap. Because before you saw these big deals, the big deals were the big deals. Like everybody got that money. And now you're seeing it's kind of shifted over to signing bonuses and guaranteed money. Really. If you looked at the guaranteed money, that's the important part. Stop looking at six, eight years. It doesn't matter. They're never, he's never going to see that contract. He's 32 years old. He will not be a Buffalo bill when he's 38. He probably won't be playing football anymore. So um, it, it is a huge need for Buffalo. You're taking the number one defense last year, points allowed, um, number one defense in, in yards per allowed per game, and you're adding a super two-time Super Bowl champion, a Super Bowl MVP in Von Miller, and we've seen what he did in the playoffs last year. You still have um, you still have linebackers in Tremaine Edmonds, uh, Matt Milano. You obviously got Tredavious White. You got two elite safeties in Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and what this does out of anything, the best thing about this is now he who shall not be named is not a starter. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Look at That's you. You are right. That is glory days. Glory days indeed. That is that is huge. That that is that is huge. Uh what is that? I mean, so does this I don't, I hate I hate putting it all on one move, but does this type of move say like okay, now the Buffalo Bills could beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs? Does that kind of move do that? It's I mean, making JD McKissick year. think over his decision he made earlier. <laughs> I mean, they could they could have they could have beat him last year. Like they can. This to me shows what's happening right now in free agency is showing me that everybody looked at the Rams last year and said, damn, we can go all out, even if we sacrifice long-term success, we can go all out for a short-term Super Bowl, and it might work. And that's exactly what you have here. You have all these teams saying we will sacrifice so much giveaway picks and, and rebuilding and all that stuff for a chance to win now because we have to. And that's what Buffalo's doing right now. Buffalo is saying we need to win right now. And uh, so they're all, they have everything all in, you know, they added OJ Howard, they're more weapons. Like Buffalo is all in Buffalo knows their window is now. 
see if they can make it happen. Let's see if they make poor poor dolphins. Poor I, one last no, thing on this division. Poor Patriots. No, yeah. <laughs> one last thing on this division though. So we've I, and this is some this is for like the Jets fans out there and and for all the other fans. The Jets, I feel like, are always fairly active, at least for the past three or four years, they have been fairly active in free agency signing the bigger names, whether it's a CJ Mosley or Shaq Lawson or, or some of these type of guys, like they, like they're always kind of active in free agency. And this year is no exception. They go out and they sign the big name guys. They go out and sign Lake and Tomlinson. They go out and sign CJ Uzama and Tyler Conklin. They're going out and signing and being active any of these moves pushing that needle forward for the New York Jets? No. Nah. Shaking your head. What? No. You're, nah. you're crazy. You're crazy. The Jets have had one of the better free agent periods right now. They have addressed needs. They have like addressed they needs. And, no, 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 no. Listen, you can you can say you can spend money on guys like Corey Davis. You can spend money on guys where that that have had one one good year. You you can that's cool. But what the Jets have done, they've addressed needs and got pieces that are, have shown success over a period of time. Jordan Whitehead is a, a reliable safety. Um, Lakin Tomlinson has been one of the better guards in football. Now, people want to attribute some of that to working right next to, you know, the best left tackle in football. But the <laughs> fact is, is he's been one of the better guards. He's been reliable. They addressed needs. I think what the Jets are doing is exactly what they need to do. They address CJ Uzoma's tight end. He's versatile. He's athletic. He can block. They bring in a Tyler Conklin today. We we talked about who's also a blocking tight end. They have a running back in Michael Carter who was explosive at times last year, a young quarterback. You can put two tight ends on the line of scrimmage, run the ball, play action. Corey Davis hopefully comes back healthy. You re-sign a guy like Braxton Berrios who's not – He's not special by no means, but he showed he can be effective. Um, I, I like what the Jets are doing. They're just young. They're just young, new coaching staff, and they have a young quarterback who you hope can turn into what everybody thought he could be. It's really what it boils down to. Dylan, did that change your mind? No. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. If you put an elite quarterback on the Jets, if you put an elite quarterback on the Jets, does that change your tune? How elite? A good put who's who's Dak a, Prescott. Put Matt, put Dak Prescott or like a Matt Stafford on, on the Jets right now. Would that change your mindset? They win nine games. I'm serious. I, I not a I don't I still don't think they have the weapons outside. I don't like their fair, I don't like fair their enough. receivers. Fair enough. Fair enough. They still need to address the wide receiver division. position. I agree. I agree. They go out and get Garrett Wilson in the draft. Change your mind. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah, it got definitely it. would. But that's what I'm saying. That, oh, Garrett Wilson's going to be a beast. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was honestly the first wide receiver in this draft Gary class Will. that came to, came to my that's mind. That's the top but, wide receiver in this draft class. Yeah, it, it's debatable. It's debatable. There's a lot of there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of a lot of moves going on. Oh, uh, let's go to let's let's finish our AFC and let's go to the AFC South and, uh, and we talk about the Jets always making moves and doing things to try and move themselves forward and not really working out. Seems like that's exactly what the Jaguars have done in the past. This they are they are the the talking point of this AFC South loading up with Christian Kirk, Brandon Scherf, uh, Zay Jones. They got Evan Ingram and today. They bring back the hometown boy in Darius Williams. I'm very excited about that. That's one of the guys I was hoping would come to Jacksonville. Uh, really, and you could say it's biased, and you could say it's because he uh, just for the hometown. But I'm excited for Darius Williams to join the Jags. Dylan, 
Jaguars thoughts and free agency now that we're, I, I think that are, are the Jaguars done? I don't know. I don't think they're done. I'm serious. I don't think they're done. And I'll say it every year. I mean, man, as a Jags fan, (laughs) March and April are the best months of your your fandom. March, April, you see them throwing the pads on in July. You're like, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) September rolls around. Bam. Bam. It's over. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it is as a Jags fan. But, you know, I like the moves. I seriously do. They filled needs that they did. They got themselves a wide receiver. Maybe they overspent. Maybe they did. But uh, they got themselves a wide receiver. They added a better linebacker. No offense, Miles Jack. Um, Foyase Aluakon's a beast. They added a defensive tackle. Darius Williams is a good corner to go opposite. You still you got Shaq Griffin last year. You have Tyson Campbell. That secondary, the corner at least, the corners at least look pretty solid right now. I think if you could add a safety, not a big safety, just a safety, I think the Jags could have one of the better secondaries in the AFC. Aaron, bring us down to earth. Um, no, 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 not at all. You asked if the Jacksonville Jaguars are done. Um, I don't know that they're done. I don't think there's no more big splashes they're going to make, um, I don't believe. Uh, maybe barring like getting a veteran on on some one-year deal or something. They only got about, I think, $13 million left in cap space now for uh, 2022. So they spent most of their money, which is fine. They, they've done a really, really good job addressing the playmaker position to try to get Trevor Lawrence some help. Obviously, the offensive line and Brandon Scherf, and then you go out and get some defensive help as well. I, I like what the Jaguars have done, to be honest. I think it's easy to look at, oh, these are just some middle-of-the-road guys, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones. I think they structured deals in a good way to allow them to get out of any kind of long-term commitment. If these guys don't pen out, but they have upside and, and that's really what you're, what you're asking them to do. I, I much rather like, I much rather have seen like to see them do what they did than just go all in for like an Allen Robinson. I think that would have been yeah. to me, you bring an Allen Robinson, but you can't get in none of those other guys because now they're, it's too expensive. Um, and you can't address all the holes that you have, especially on a young team. I wouldn't have liked that. So I think bringing in young pieces that can grow with Trevor Lawrence um, is important. And, and I like what they're doing. I think Doug Peterson's going to do a good job there. Uh, look, call me crazy. And it's only it's day two of the free agency period. I like where Jacksonville's going in this division. Some of these teams aren't doing anything. The Colts, we, they're yep. kind of just sitting there. Tennessee's kind of just sitting there. And obviously Houston's in a full rebuild mode. You never know. And I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but let Trevor Lawrence have a sophomore season like some of these other quarterbacks have had. Let him, you know, get a connection. Let Doug Peterson work his magic with them. And you never know. You could be week 10, week 11, be like, damn, we got, we actually got a shot here. Just again, I, I'm saying it's going to happen, bastard. but you should have hope as a young team, <laughs> as a young team, you have to bank on Trevor Lawrence being the guy you drafted him to be. And if he's that guy, then why not? If he's that guy, then why not? Ain't got no argument out of me here. This is that. I think I, 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 that's amazing. I was going to I was, I was literally going to ask about the landscape of this AFC South, because if you look at the graphic and you look at how, how bare the everything else is in the AFC South, I mean, the Colts just traded for Yannick Ngakwe. That helps their pass rushes. Definitely helps their defense, which was already good. Like we know that they don't have a quarterback, quarterback. but yeah. that's the thing. Hey, they don't have think a quarterback. About this, fellas. Think about this. It's it's Davis Mills. It's Sam Ellinger, as of now. And it's Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. I think, hey, I'm with Aaron. Like, there, there is no – I'm not looking – no, obviously I would say Tennessee's the favorite, right? They're, they did it last year. They've won. They got most of the pieces in place. But 
are they special? No. I think they had a special year last year during the regular season. I don't know that they could repeat it. The way they played Ryan Tannehill, I don't, I don't love them. Uh, you lose Julio Jones. Now you're a void of another weapon on the outside, even though he didn't play much. I, I don't know. I just think Jacksonville is going is ascending, and some of these other teams are kind of either laying flat or or descending. And and I'll take that if you're a Jack. I mean, if I was a Jacks fan, I would take that. Hey, I, what I've heard from that, Brian. What I've heard from this conversation is that the Jaguars are winning this division, and I will take that. Whether you guys like it or not, I am going to uh, take that. Uh, but. <laughs> Let's do, is there anything else you guys want to talk about with the AFC stuff? Cause I know the Yannick and Gakwe trade did happen. And like, that's where the Colts are at, but is there, do you guys need to go into that at all? Or should any of these teams bring their guys active? back? I love it. Matt Pryor. Yeah. I, I think Houston and the Colts have, have, have spent much of their time bringing back their own guys. And um, with your, with Houston, I like it because they kind of established a culture last year and they want to keep those guys around um, with the Colts. I don't understand. Uh, I told Dylan, I thought maybe they would start moving some, but I think they're waiting they for this domino ever. to fall. I really do. I think they're waiting for the domino to fall with the quarterbacks. And what's going to happen is they're going to wait too long. Ballard's been there since 18. He's had the same free agency method in 18, 19, 20, and 21. And here again now. I don't expect him to do a damn thing with all this money he has. Yeah. No, no okay. No I mean, I don't hate not spending money. Like, you don't, I wouldn't want you to just go throw out money just to throw out money, but there have been some good guys. There's been guys out there that could have helped the Colts. They haven't really addressed. Um, could you go out and spend money on Allen Robinson now? I don't know. I'm not, I, the more I hear, the more people aren't going to pay Allen Robinson. He's going to get a one-year deal. They, they have, they have literally screwed themselves by, by, I mean, if you were going to trade Carson Wentz, I think I would have done it later on in this in this off in this off season because now what you have done to yourself is no wide receiver is going to want to come play for a quarterbackless team. You have no stability on that offense right now. What what yep. good offensive weapon would want to come play for the Indianapolis Colts? But on the flip side of that, if you wait to trade Carson Wentz, everybody goes and gets their quarterback, and now you get nothing for Carson Wentz. Now you can't get rid of that contract, and you're stuck with Carson Wentz again. But I almost rather be stuck with Carson Wentz right. again than, and, because then I think you still could probably attract someone versus getting rid of him now, and now you're trying to go, hey, Allen Robinson, do you want to come take $12 because we don't want to pay you a lot to come play here from you know catching balls from Sam Ellinger? No, it's never going to work. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think it's destined to be Jimmy Garoppolo behind center in, in Indy. And um, or but who knows if they wait, field. if they wait too long, Frank Wright might not want he might want Jimmy Garoppolo in his offseason program. And obviously he's not going to be back till summer. So yeah. I don't know. Indy's no got a lot chance. of work to do. No chance to go Ellinger, right? They said they're going to yeah. give him a shot. I hope that I hope they do. <laughs> so the Jaguars can have a better shot at winning this division. Let's go over to the, if NFC, the Colts start right? Ellinger. They won't be a, a factor next year. Okay, I'm going to do this real quick. Real quick. Rapid Trade for fire. Nick Foles? No, rapid fire. Uh, they talked about that. They did. Rapid, rapid fire here. Give me your AFC South standings uh, as of right now as these teams are constructed. Go, Aaron. As constructed? Right now. Right now. Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> do it. Tennessee. Do it. Jacksonville. It. Yeah! Tennessee. Jacksonville. Indy and Houston. Dylan? Tennessee, Indianapolis, Houston, Jacksonville. Wait, what? He's doing that on purpose. Don't listen. No, I'm serious. They're shut up. Five shut wins up. is a hell of an improvement. 
you're the worst. Houston won't get you. more than five wins next year. Jaguars, Wait. Titans, wow, Colts. No, Jaguars, Titans, Texans, Colts. Boom. There you go. They're the only Let's ones go with the, the Super Bowl N- winning head coach. Yeah, there you go. Let's go over to the NFC here. We'll start with a pretty bare NFC West. Dive into this here. This is, I mean, Dylan, the 49ers got your boy, Charvarius Ward. That really is the biggest signing from the NFC West. Should any of these teams have been more active in free agency? Is anyone disappointed from what we have seen here from the NFC West? I mean, it used to be the best division in football. Now you lose Russell Wilson at quarterback, and there's no one really making any moves. Are we a little disappointed here from the NFC West, Aaron? Uh, I'm not. The Rams have signed uh, Note Boom. They got their guy back. They, they've addressed the offensive line, bringing a couple of their guys back. Um, they were never going to be able to keep Von Miller at that price. Like, he would have had to take a discount to come back. They are constricted by the, the, the salary cap. I think they still find a way to get Odell back there. Um, the 49ers, their, their team is solid, man. They got a, a good foundation there. Adding a corner, which was their weakest, helps. Uh, I do think they could use some more help in that area. But – it's early. They can still go get some death pieces. So no, I don't, the Cardinals, the, the one thing I will say with the Cardinals, I think this is a good landing spot for Allen Robinson because I think you can take a short-term deal, a one or two year deal, go prove it again with a, with an, a spread it out type offense, Deandre Hopkins on the other side who draws a lot of attention. You can put up good numbers and then go get your payday. Um, I think this is a good spot. I mentioned it before where I thought this is where I thought Allen Robinson would go. I think they should take a look there because you lose Christian Kirk, no more AJ green. Uh, you're going to need help outside. So, and then Seattle, I think they're in a rebuild, but I like what they've done. Actually. Uchenna um, is a really, really good pass rusher. Who's coming over from the chargers. They've added some help in that, on that defensive side of the, they signed Quandre Diggs. They just didn't go out and get free agents, but they did resign a couple of their own guys. Um, and this one free agent signing has been pretty good. That's what I feel like with this NFC West here is that it wasn't a lot of guy, a lot of teams uh, going out and getting new new guys. It was a lot of taking care of your own guys in Los Angeles, Seattle, Arizona, though, that those type of deals. I mean, Arizona did bring back on Zach Ertz, and, and, and I mean they're they're doing they're taking care of their own. So is Seattle. So is uh, the Rams, and then there's San Francisco, who's still awaiting the trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's go over to the NFC North here. And again, not a lot of action here, but Dylan, DJ Chark joins the Detroit Lions. Is this a good move for the Lions? I think it's a good move for DJ Chark. Um, maybe it's good for the Lions too. Uh, the Lions, they get an opportunity to have someone on the outside. And I mean, what more can you say about DJ Chark? <laughs> Come on, host! <laughs> Come on, host! I gave you a pause. Oh, 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 honestly, it was it was honestly so I was cut weak. off. I was cut off because you made boss. it sound you 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 made me miss AJ because you said it like like I say AJ's name and I was like oh wow it's uh it's like that but hey who 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 is it who are we talking about? It's DJ Chark. You know DJ Chark. Um, I got his shirt on backwards. Funny enough, you know he's he's a good ball player. This is a good move for the Lions in a sense of, hey, you get an opportunity to get someone opposite Amon Ra St. Brown. Um, I mean, he's he had great plays for them last year. Made a made a lot of uh, made a lot of plays down the stretch and looked like he's their number one wide receiver. So Amon Ra is pretty good. You bring back a Josh Reynolds who's familiar with the Jared Goff from his Rams days, and they clicked last year. Now you get a speed threat and a go get him guy like DJ Chark, who 
I mentioned earlier, uh, Clay Harbor believes that someone in that locker room believed he was soft. But, um, I mean, hey, it's an opportunity for Chark on a one-year deal uh, to go out. And, hey, I, albeit it is with Jared Goff, but, hey, this is their shot. Go ahead, well, DJ Chark, go get your bag after one year or fall on your face like Alan Hearns. Won't, won't won't be soft playing for a Dan Campbell led team. I can tell you that if he's if he's soft, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like Dan Campbell will get rid of him real quick, and he he, he won't last. Uh, for this NFC North, though, the Packers uh, a similar situation to what we talked about with the NFC West, where the Packers just take care of their own, including guys like Aaron Rodgers. Uh, th- like that's what they needed to do. Not much room uh, elsewhere for 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 money to be spent for the Packers, but Dylan's Minnesota Vikings here they bring in harrison phillips they bring in jordan hicks is this jordan hicks signing for the vikings probably one of the more underrated signings do you think aaron um uh, i don't know i i think the vikings are the vikings man like i don't nothing nothing special about minnesota like i think they'll be right there in the mix like they were this year maybe they make the playoffs maybe they don't but the team has constructed not doing anything like it's a good, it's a good signing. He's a good linebacker. Um, but yeah, they, they don't have a ton of cap space to work with. They can't go out and make a bunch of moves. They've been handcuffed by Kirk cousins for a number of years. And um, yeah, I mean, good for the Vikings. We'll see. We'll see how elite that offense can be with Kevin O'Connell there. Um, I think that's going to, that's going to be a big, I think it's going to be a, a big year for Kirk cousins because we've seen him put up the numbers, but if O'Connell can get him to be, the guy like that's going to win games. Um, I think that can obviously uh, change kind of the perception of him. You still have a Dalvin cook and you got one of the best receivers in football and Justin Jefferson. So uh, fix the defense, add some DB help with um, help, which they haven't really done yet. Um, there's a chance Patrick Peterson goes back, but we'll, we'll see about that. So. I, I want to bring up one thing, and I know this sort of coincides with what we just talked about on the NFC West, but one name that the Cardinals did sign was former Vikings first-round pick Jeff Gladney, a uh, cornerback who was – I mean, he was – he looked like a pretty solid corner in his rookie year, but then last year he had the off-the-field issues where uh, didn't play. The Vikings ended up cutting him. His uh, charges were dropped. He was uh, He was not guilty. So he was available today, and the Cardinals took a chance on him and think that he's they believe in his skills. He's a good cornerback. So I thought that was a nice upgrade for the Cardinals. Not to get off, off track, but we were on the Vikings thing. I was thinking of their secondary, and Gladney yeah. was one that got picked up today. Yeah, smart move for the Cardinals. Tough loss for, for the Minnesota Vikings. Let's go on to the NFC South here. The Tampa, really, there's just not much going on here with, with what's, <laughs> what's happening in the NFC. I mean, other than Fonzo and Fonzo LLC sponsoring the Falcons uh, section over here, we miss you, AJ. Uh, really, it's it, the, I think the biggest move here has to be Marcus May joining the New Orleans Saints, right? That's that's the biggest move. I uh, no, oh, uh, no. What do you what do you what say? Ye? I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I think it's Russell Gage. Russell Gage as a third wide receiver in Tampa is going to eat. He is a he is an excellent route runner. He loves working in the middle of the field in the slot. He was good in Atlanta, and now you get Tom Brady, who loves the middle of the field, um, with Godwin and Evans and Gronk probably coming back. Um, it's been it's just nothing short of amazing what Tom Tom Brady's impact is. All of a sudden, Tampa Bay has a ton of money. Everybody's restructuring their contracts to stay. They can't. Cameron Bray restructured his. Uh, another guy restructured theirs. Like they're all just saving money so Tampa can have another Super Bowl run. It's amazing. But I like Russell Gazer. I think it's a perfect fit. 
Um, Marcus May is nice in, in, in New Orleans. And if they get Deshaun Watson, it's an absolute game changer because that division will then be a battle between New Orleans and Tampa Bay. Like, because the Saints are literally a quarterback away. They have a solid offense of line, maybe another weapon outside, but um, their defense is still really, really good. And Marcus May um, kind of adds to that. So um, I, I would lean towards Russell Gage just by a little bit because of the impact that Tom Brady is going to have. Um, I really, really like that signing. Russell Gage, wide receiver two next year for fantasy football. Uh, and I, I don't know. Uh, more like a wide receiver three. High I don't know that you could be a wide play. receiver two in that offense with Godwin, with Gronk, okay. with Evans. You're you're still going to be. AB, and if they AB, get, and if they get four net back. AB was, AB a wide was receiver not, two, though. No, AB, AB would not be a consistent wide receiver, too, with, with all Fair. three of those healthy. Fair enough. I got a weird Fair. weird question to think about right now. I'm sorry. I know we're running low on time. Antonio Brown, he was mentioned to potentially buy the Denver Broncos, right? That man don't have enough money Could, to go buy no Denver well, Broncos. Him, him and Kanye, whatever. If he's the owner, Wait. can he literally just sign himself? No, First you, of cannot all. Play for, you cannot play for a team and be an owner at the same time. Gotcha. First of all, Dylan, that's never going to happen. They don't have enough money. Even Kanye West doesn't have enough money. <laughs> We're talking about ask, ask, ask JLo and A Rod. Oh my goodness. All right, let's go on over <laughs> to our. This would be our last division here, and it is the NFC East. Surprise, surprise. There's Aaron's beautiful face. Wait, 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 why, wait, why is my face? Why is my face on there? Because there was nothing else. I mean, I, I could have found something funny with Mike McCarthy, but I, I had you already cropped out. I didn't have to do anything difficult there. Uh, but the Dallas Cowboys, the Washington Commanders kind of really stay put, although the Commanders brought back J.D. McKissick today uh, in a so major think. swerve of the day. Maybe. Uh, but maybe. Hassan Reddick goes over to Philly. And the Giants addressed the offensive line and could possibly have their next starting quarterback in Tyrod Taylor if no one stabs him in the in the chest or anything like that. Uh, Dylan, what are your thoughts on the Giants' moves uh, today Thank and the, these past Thank few you. days? Thank you for teeing me up there. Um, I'll start with one, with Tyrod Taylor. You know, him, Daniel Jones, this is the final year, right? He's got to go out there and prove it. This allows, it's a two-year deal for Tyrod. He could be the starter next year if they draft a guy, bring him in, play the Tyrod experiment, the whole Baker thing again. Um, so I like the move a lot right there to bring in someone. Plus, Daniel Jones has had health issues over the last few years. I mean, he gives you a solid starter. Not like the Giants are going to compete, but what the hell. So I think it's a good move for them. Um, and then you also look at the offensive line, right? That's where I like it. Mark Lewinsky, we talked about the Indianapolis Colts uh, and what they lose. This is a gain. For the New York Giants, Mark Glowinski. There we go. We got it right. Mark Glowinski um, comes in there. He's, uh, he could be the right guard for this ball club. I mean, he's he's going to help out, right? Um, 18 million, not bad. I, I had AJ Can. I thought that it was going to be a cheaper deal, but they decided to go big. Uh, offensive line has been an issue for a long time. The Dave Gettleman days didn't do him justice when it came to draft, drafting offensive line. So I like Mark Lewinsky. I think he's a good upgrade, and uh, he should help out their team a lot. Sorry, I was falling asleep. Why are you tired? Sorry, I was I was falling asleep because we were talking about the Giants, like they actually had a chance to win anything. <laughs> good move. I mean, seriously, come on. Let's just let's. Why are we trying to bury the lead? It, it oh, doesn't right. matter what. I'm any, sorry. 
It doesn't You're matter right, what I'm, any I'm, of these teams do in the NFC East because the Cowboys are the best team in the division. Philly's the second best repeat. team in the division. No. The Cowboys will repeat as division winners and then lose in the playoffs like they always do. The fact is, is none of these teams have a they quarterback. None of them have a quarterback. Carson Wentz, eh. Daniel Jones, eh. you mentioned Tyrod Taylor. Come on. And, and then Jalen Hurts, who's a young guy who's maybe got some promise. But again, Philadelphia doesn't have a quarterback, don't have no weapons on the outside, outside of a Devontae Smith. It's Dallas's division to lose. They'll win the division, losing the playoffs as always, and the NFC East will be what it's been <laughs> for the past 30 years. Blah. Jeez, Outside of the two years or the couple years that, you know, they got lucky and Philly wins or Giants win a Super Bowl. Let's move on. It wasn't You're was right. I, I buried the lead. The Giants signed Ricky Seals-Jones. That was the lead. The Giants have signed Ricky Seals-Jones. That, that, that was it. Uh, all right. That does the But I, wait, wait, wait. I, I do want to say one thing about the NFC as a whole before we wrap up the show. Do I need to do some B-roll? Just – no, just watching that show, right? Just well, just watching our show over the past hour. We spent 45 minutes on the AFC. And how, I mean, think about the names we brought up. It is absolutely loaded in the AFC. If you're an NFC team right now that's on the, the cusp, outside of Tampa Bay and Green Bay, maybe the Rams come back, you got a shot. Like, so if you get into the playoffs, you have a shot because the NFC is far weaker. Um, it's crazy how, how things have shifted over the years. Dump is which ties into why Deshaun Watson might want to go and play for an NFC team uh, more so than an AFC team. Uh, but that does it for another episode of the Sac City Podcast. We'll be back again on Friday live at 8 p.m. Eastern time right here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And also, can't forget, we are on Belly Up Sports TV live on Roku and uh, Amazon. You guys can check us out there at uh, Belly Up Sports TV. We are the Sac City Podcast on there. And don't forget, Head on over to our, our social media. We are at Sac City Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and we cannot forget TikTok with the exclusive content. Be there. Get it. It's lit over there. We'll be back for Fun and Games Friday live at 8 p.m. Eastern time right here. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Roku TV. For my best friend Aaron Mukes, for the smoothest voice in sports casting, Dylan Kearns, I am me. We will see you Friday. Peace out. Bye. Hurry into Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $499 value. Or get up to 60% off America's top-rated brands like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99 or Sleepies at $169.99. In stock for fast delivery, only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here.